Blog Talk Radio. The CWR Talk Network is not just another talk radio network. We are the champion for important causes and issues like financial literacy. That is why so many people listen to the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show. Lionel is a seasoned veteran in the finance industry, but more importantly, Lionel cares about people. He shares his vast knowledge of the finance world in a personal way that goes beyond dollars and cents, with advice that makes sense. So let Lionel help you get your finances in order, or avoid costly errors in judgment that may be devastating to you and your family. Listen to the Lionel Shipman Check Your Finances show every Tuesday exclusively on the CWR Talk Network at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, 7.30 p.m. Central. And hello and welcome to the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show here on the CWR Talk Network. And I am your host, Lionel Shipman. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. I want to give a huge shout out and a huge thank you to all of my regular listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in uh, day after day, or excuse me, not day after day, week after week, month after month, and year after year. And to all of my new listeners, thank you so much for tuning in tonight, and hopefully you will become a regular listener going forward. And most importantly, let's thank God for another day to make a positive difference in the lives of others. Now, for all of my new listeners, My radio show is a financial and life empowerment show focusing in on improving your financial outlooks. But we don't stop right there. I'm here to give you some life lessons. That means educating you in the other important areas of life, mind, body, and spirit, to help you live life to the fullest. So in a nutshell, I am here to help you. Now, tonight, we have a fantastic show, as I have often talked about. My show is a financial and life empowerment show, so I don't just focus right in just on finances. I hit on other topics as well, one of which is education. So tonight's topic is education in the days of COVID-19. So this should be a great conversation, uh, seeing that a lot of schools and a lot of colleges and universities are uh, reopening, even in the midst of COVID-19. So we're going to hit on uh, some various topics within that topic tonight. And as always, seeing that we are here, uh, COVID-19 is still going on. Cases are still uh, climbing. Unfortunately, people are, are dying. I would continue to encourage all of us to follow the CDC guidelines. That means I know that it's aggravating and we are tired of hearing about it. And you know what? This is something that we're going to be talking about for years to come. Wear your mask. Protect yourself as well as others that are around you. Make sure that we're washing our hands, using our hand sanitizer. So uh, for those that don't like it, get over it and make sure that we're doing what we, what's necessary so we can kind of flatten this line and hopefully be able to uh, limit the spread and exposure to uh, this virus. Now, I got something real personal for myself, very exciting news. Now, last year about this time, you heard me talk about my oldest daughter getting ready to start college. Well, my youngest daughter graduated high school back in the spring, and she will be starting college this month. 
So I have to say I'm very excited, very happy for her. Uh, her name is Camille. She'll be glad to hear her name mentioned on the show tonight. But she is, you know, I, I, she is very excited. But I can tell you, my wife and I, we are ecstatic right now. We have both of our kids out of the house. We have, uh, we are empty nesters. I know some parents cry about this, but I can tell you, we're dancing and shouting right now because we have our home back. But I'm just kidding. But I'm very happy. We're very excited for our kids. We're going to miss them, but we are going to enjoy ourselves uh, here in the house uh, to ourselves now. Uh, so uh, let's try to move forward here. By the way, the call-in number, if you had any questions and our comments tonight, the call-in number is 917-889-8078. You can call in with your questions and or your comments. Again, that number is 917-889-8078. And for those of you that don't know, you can always listen to all of my shows on demand. You can catch us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. But you can also go to my website at shipmanconsulting.com, click on the radio show banner. It will take you over to a page that I've dedicated to the show, and it will kind of showcase all of the past guests that I've had here on the show, as well as all of the different topics that we have addressed here on the show. So I would encourage you to do that. So let's get started tonight. My guest tonight, she is, an, she is an assistant professor of management and the director of Mitchell College of Business Professional Readiness Engagement Program at the University of South Alabama in Mobile, Alabama, my home state. Her program is a student support initiative that facilitates the delivery of quality experimental I hope I said that right. I think I said that right. Experiential, excuse me, activities and advanced educational opportunities. She considers herself among a new crop of pragademics, entrepreneur-minded professionals from the business world who also serve in academic capacities. She has a management career spanning over 15 years and 10 years in higher education. Her teaching experience includes professional communication, organizational communication, small group communication, and performance studies, as well as professional development and career preparedness courses in a AACSB-accredited business college. She also continues to serve as a management consultant. She recently wrote a textbook, Professionally Ready, for Kindle Hunt Publishers. Now, her resume goes even further than that. And what I want to do, I want to encourage all of you to finish that resume, but I want to go ahead and get into the subject matter tonight. So without any further ado, let's welcome to the show, Miss, excuse me, Dr. Sonia Cole. How are you doing, Dr. Cole, tonight? How are you? I'm good. How are you, Lionel? I am doing fantastic. Fantastic. Well, I you guess so with your new empty nest. Oh, I'm so excited. You know, there are so many parents that cry <laughs> over this. I am not shedding not one tear. <laughs> I, I, I've, actually had some, I've actually had some parents upset with me when I make that comment. They said, I can't believe that you feel that way. Well, you know what? We raise our children so they can grow up 
and fly on their own. So this is part of their That's flying. Right. And yeah, so I'm I'm excited Absolutely. for it, but I'm happy. Hey, if it wasn't for COVID, it really, if it wasn't for COVID, we will be going on a cruise as soon as I get both of them in college. <laughs> yes, I understand that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but thank you so much, Dr. Cole, for being here on the show and uh, addressing this important topic. Thank you for having me. And uh, the more I learn about you, the more intrigued I am. There's no way I would have missed it. I can't wait to get my hands on your books on marriage. So it looks like the Lionel Shipman show can hook me up on my money, <laughs> my relationship, and my career. So you have well, a plan for life, man. <laughs> Well, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Yes, it was, uh, it's a lot behind those. We can talk a lot more on offline on those, but yeah, I'm so blessed to be able to uh, write the book, both books. And uh, so Mm -hmm. humble uh, to even finish it and then to have people to buy it and to support it. So I really appreciate that. Yeah, really appreciate that. Wonderful. Well, it's a nice topic. It, It, like I said, it hits home to me because I have two daughters in college. As I said a little bit earlier, my oldest is returning back to college up in Boston, and my youngest will be starting uh, college uh, this month up in Jacksonville. And as a concerned parent, educator, and just a concerned citizen, I have many questions, as do many Mm -hmm. other people out there listening regarding this particular topic. Now, Absolutely. yeah, now, I've prepared my daughters, you know, on this side with sanitizers and masks and encouraging them to follow the CDC guidelines. Now, see, that part is easy. Yeah. But when it comes to, yeah, but when it comes to the learning environment, the classroom, the teachers, the format of teaching, you know, what would the, the, the learning landscape be in this in this particular environment? So these are just some of the questions that, uh, hopefully we will hit on tonight. But I would like to okay. kind of start off, uh, Dr. Cole, by opening up with a question, rather broad question, but I think we can uh, start from there. Okay. See, seeing that you are my expert and you are the expert uh, here tonight, what are your thoughts around education during this pandemic, especially as schools are starting back? Oh, okay. So I've been wrestling with this since you talked to me about coming on. And the reason is I am a parent. I was an empty nester for a little while. He returned to the to the nest. But, what? Um, <laughs> yes. He's here right now. Matter of fact, we're trying to figure out a way to push him out after COVID, but that's a whole yes. other story. Um, but I'm a parent first. I've been a parent 26 years. I've been an educator just, you know, a little bit under 15. So um, it reminds me of when I worked with a Montessori school, and um, we as a committee, we were on the board. As a committee, we decided that we would make decisions uh, as if those children were our own, and that kept us um, doing pretty well, actually, and making decisions for the students. So I'm going to say this. My personal opinion is these students should not be returning. Gotcha. They shouldn't. And I'm sure that's pretty, you know, um, um, they just shouldn't because here's the deal. We don't know a lot about this, um, this 
pandemic and this disease. But we do know that young people can get it now. We also know that uh, it comes with co-issues. So um, they're also left with some long-term issues. Um, And we also know that those people who are asymptomatic can take it home and give it to other people, particularly uh, people with um, current issues or elderly. A lot of students still live with grandparents, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. So I understand from the perspective of administrators why we need to bring our students back. Uh, We can't keep allowing the the educational gap to widen. Um, We have to worry about the safety of our students. Um, Now, I'm thinking more K-12 here. I'll get into the college aspect, which is uh, definitely, you know, more my arena, and I have some positive news on that side. But also making sure that the children are fed, um, also accreditation reasons. So there are a lot of reasons for uh, schools to bring our students back. But I just think it's too soon without enough of a plan and without enough information. If you remember being in school, schools were chaotic. The hallways were chaotic. Yes. Um, the classrooms, for most people, for most people, um, unless you're in like an elite private school or a very small school, uh, the teacher-student ratio is really high. You're looking at about 30 students in a classroom. So you have the issue of trying to be six feet apart. And, yep. um, and we also know uh, we're talking about a demographic that doesn't necessarily keep their hands clean, right? <laughs> you got that right. Oh, yes. <laughs> right. Right. Plus, we're asking educators to go back into a situation where they could potentially contract something that is deadly. And that's my concern. My concern is also how many students is enough to get sick? One student to die? Now, I know that sounds grim, but that's just my personal opinion as a parent. Okay? So, you know... But I do see where the landscape is changing. It's changing for the better. And also, I can tell you some of the things that my university is doing and some things that I've heard from my colleagues at other universities and what they're doing, and it's very positive because they're looking out for your children. They really are. So as you send your daughter off, um, I do want to give you some hope that um, the schools are working to take care of your children. No one wants to be that school um, where their students come down with, um, you know, they get a large percent of students with COVID and issues concerning that because that's disruptive as well. Right, right. But I think that because I look at the universities and colleges, uh, they can do a lot more because of the age of the students and having the ability to do, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I guess – I know my oldest uh, child goes to uh, Boston University, so they mm-hmm. have a, a unique way that they are planning to bring the kids back. Uh, I, I think they call it learning from anywhere, meaning they can do mm-hmm. a mixture of online, in-person, uh, with reduced class size. Uh, so they got a, a, a number of different ways that they are able to teach. And you're right, I do have a lot of comfort from that level. I'm very thankful that my children yes. are in college and not in the K through 12 
because I share the same concern with those that are mm-hmm. in K through 12. Uh, my just so happened that my wife is a nurse, and one thing that she's kind of drilled in our heads, uh, we don't know the long-term effects of right. this virus. And just because uh, uh, it doesn't uh, affect our young kids as much as the older, we still don't know the long-term effects. So my thing is I want to stay clear, keep ourselves protected as much as possible so we don't uh, contract you know, uh, uh, the virus. So you made a very good point Absolutely. and I share the, I share the same sentiments with you with K through 12. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, now, one of the things, Oh, go ahead. No, no. Oh, you, you got it. Go ahead. Keep going. Say that, um, I can tell you that my university has been definitely proactive. They've been responsive. They've been communicative. I don't see where they have done anything that I would do differently. And um, anybody who knows how opinionated I am knows that's a big deal. And um, what they've done is they've set up a COVID office that will only deal with uh, tracking students, making sure students are tested, um, making sure that policy procedure comes out of that office and is enforced. They had uh, committees put together about uh, the reopening plan, and they made it diverse with people with different interests, so we didn't have to worry about the motives, definitely. Um, They've sent out announcements and letters from the president quite often to keep us abreast of what's been happening. They have made sure that um, even the employees who are just now returning, we've been off since March. Even uh, administrative staff have. Um, they're, you know, we really ran a skeleton campus. But the faculty and the staff are returning right about now, but they have to fill out questionnaires about their health. Um, they have a phase-in plan. So not everyone was going at one time. They were phasing them in. You had to let them know maybe a week in advance so that uh, they can get your health information together first and prepare your area. So they've been doing quite a lot. You know, I know that some colleges have not opened um, the campus. For instance, Howard University. Howard has moved everything online because they're really in a hot spot, and some of those students that they were bringing in were from hot spots. Alabama is a very hot spot where we are. Yeah. And um, so they moved Uh, everything online. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. They moved everything online. Yeah. Yeah. And what's. mm -hmm. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, my university, they sent me home in March to teach my physical classes online, which was absolutely wonderful, but they also gave me the opportunity to stay at home um, for the rest of this year. So I'm about to start a new semester teaching three or four classes from home, and uh, it was no questions asked. It was just, do you want to stay home or do you want to come into the classroom? And, you know, I've already told you my opinion on that for the kids, and it's the same for me. Um, it's not a situation I want to go into. Right. And I, and I think that sometimes, well, not sometimes, I think that right now a lot of people are kind of losing focus with all of you, educators, teachers, staff. Uh, you're, you're 
potentially being exposed as well as the children being exposed. We're coming back mm-hmm. into the classroom. And I think that we, sometimes we lose focus with that. Uh, and I've heard some, you know, people say, well, that's what they're paid to do. No, our teachers, instructors, educators, are, are you're, you're compensated to teach and instruct uh, our children, yet to keep them safe, mm-hmm. of course, but to be mm-hmm. put in this particular environment uh, that's not fair to make a statement like that. Uh, it'll be different. Mm-hmm. You're not you're not soldiers in in the war, and a lot right. of this right now is all new. No, we have never had to prepare okay. at, at this short notice for such a great task, uh, and then yeah. trying to educate our children. So it, this is a tough environment for all of us, uh, and especially Absolutely. for all of you who are having to teach and instruct and make sure that our kids are safe and all. Now, mm-hmm. I want to shift, I want to shift a, a, a question real quick then. Because okay. you do a lot with, uh, with college preparedness or career readiness with mm-hmm. students, mm-hmm. how will this new environment affect students <laughs> from that standpoint? Wow, that's an excellent question. Lionel, have you noticed that we've been heading in this direction anyway? this whole virtual uh, technology uh, direction. A lot more companies are doing interviewing asynchronously through um, having students videotape their answers to uh, video questions or, you know, doing um, having students or uh, workers being remote, like uh, recruiters, admissions, uh, marketing. They're putting people in different areas. We've been heading this way a really long time. So what I'm going to say about career readiness is nothing has stopped. (laughs) Nothing will stop. We're going to keep going. In fact, I would say we have more of an opportunity now to reach a larger population because we're moving online with things. We're starting to do webinars. um, And if you noticed before, the uh, online career fair, that's not a new thing. You know, that, that has already started. So we're going to be doing um, online career fair. I'm already bringing guest speakers from the business industry into the classroom. That was one of my main features uh, when I was teaching face-to-face. But now I get to bring them into the classroom, classroom through video, so through Zoom, which is also recorded. So students can watch it when they have the time versus, you know, having to be there live. And um, so resume workshops, all of that stuff is still happening. And like I said, now we're reaching a larger population, more people, more professionals. I've never really had an issue with having professionals to participate. Uh, People love to give back. But now it also fits into their schedule because they can pretty much do it at any time. So nothing has stopped in that. Well, then that's a positive then because I guess when – That's a very positive thing. Yeah, yeah, when one door closed, a huge door kind of opened up uh, with that. Absolutely. Especially, yeah, yeah. Now, of course, how how do you adjust – this is just a question that comes to mind. How do you adjust uh, with students that – may not have the accessibility, um, you know, some may live in rural areas versus mm-hmm. uh, more high growth areas. Uh, are there mm-hmm. any, how do you make that adjustment? Uh, I just have to think about it. 
Well, okay, so that's a that's a really good question. And the university did have to deal with this at the very beginning because, like you said, you know, everyone's home situation is very different. So uh, they set up different remote areas, uh, remote um, places with Internet. They also looked into what resources were available. Um, and as you know, the CARE Act did provide money for students. Um, I think the university gave away several million in okay. uh, grant money to students to help them through this time. So okay. um, they've been able to use, you know, Internet in different places. Um, also, one thing that we were instructed, and, you know, I don't think we really needed to be instructed on this, because we were going through the whole fear, anxiety of COVID at the same time, but we were instructed to be very patient with our students, to provide more leeway, um, to be more understanding with their situations, uh, to ask more questions. I'm telling you right now, the one really positive of this whole thing has been an emphasis on building relationships with your students. What do they need at home? What okay. can we help them with? And that's something, you know, schools have been doing. You know, for instance, I don't want to go off topic here, but we have a clothes closet. Um, we also have professional clothes, but we have regular clothes. We have a food pantry. So the education system has always supplemented those things. But for those students who needed anything, we just needed to know. And we hopped right on it. And like I said, my university has been amazing with their response. Well, I think that's positive uh, because you're mm -hmm. not only invest, you're, in, you're totally, in a sense, investing in, into the lives of uh, our children, of, our, of students. Uh, that's that's right. part of what I, that's part of what my show is all about, uh, making sure that mm -hmm. we improve not only financially, but improve in the other areas of life. And I think that, that is, that's commendable that we're looking to – because we, ha we have students from all different backgrounds and walks of life. And I think that's it's right. important to know and be able to address them at their specific, you know, situation or circumstance because everybody's not the same. Everybody is not right. on the, the right side of the railroad track versus the left side. So being able that's to right. accommodate and meet those needs I think is very vital. Uh, so thank you guys for doing Let that. <laughs> Well, let me mention something about this fall, which starts August 17. I want to mention that, and I also want to mention internships. Mm -hmm. um, this fall, the university has also taken into account those students who may have um, living situations with people with um, already with um, illnesses or that make them more susceptible or who are living with elderly um, parents. And um, they have, like you were talking about before, so we've addressed the whole thing of having class. What, what happens if we have another um, bad breakout and we have to go back online in a hurry? So everything is being built. All of the curriculum is being built with that in mind as well. So we're building classes that can be um, given face-to-face, -face, but also um, a large portion of it is moving online. But students who are afraid, have fear, or have some other reason, such as I just said about not being able to come on campus, 
they are being allowed to do it from home. So they're being very flexible with this. Um, my concern, of course, will be the large amount of, you know, some type of PTSD after this. And that's right. for all of us. I don't know about you, but um, even for myself, dealing with the isolation, I've never dealt with this type of isolation before, and I love being alone. Um, right, right. You it's, know, it's, and students it's, not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's been quite a journey, I think, for all of us. I can yes. truly attest to that. Um, all yes. of our routines have changed immensely, and uh, not being able to go out as we uh, once did, uh, even that, even out mm-hmm. to a restaurant or just getting out to go to the park because you don't want to go where a lot of people are. And when people start congregating, okay. it's like, okay, let me get back in my car and go back home again. You know, so you're That's right. right. All of us are going to have to have some type of mental, emotional type of uh, uh, rest or, or, or mm-hmm. have it addressed in some form or fashion. So you make a very good point there. Yes, absolutely. Um this is, you know, there hasn't been a manual for it, and we've all just been kind of going along with it. And I think, I think for the most part, we're doing the best that we can, you know. So we can come, you know, we can say the students shouldn't be going back. Um, we could put our foot down about that. But what's the alternative? Uh, parents have to go back to, uh, to work. Um, I will say this is a great money-making, since you like money, this is a great money-making opportunity (laughs) right now. Um, If you have any skills, can do any tutoring. Um, I'm seeing where nannies are being um, offered great pay on, you know, job search engines like Indeed. Um, And Uh, I haven't seen anything on LinkedIn. I'm sure that's coming. But people are starting to announce for nannies or people who can monitor their kids during the day. If someone had the money to build, you know, a, a facility, you know, this is this is a great time. This is a really good oh, time you're right. It, it, it's funny you would say that, Doctor Cole. <laughs> uh, I, I I just uh, signed up uh, with a online teaching platform about mm-hmm. a month ago where I will be doing uh, some of my uh, development-type classes in financial literacy, but also uh-huh. in uh, what I call life skills, you know, the, the other yes. uh, life skills, uh, tr- time management, organization, leadership, those types mm-hmm. of things. And, and you're right. Yes. Yeah, so, so I don't see that that will be going away. I think that this is mm-hmm. the, the way of the future, being able to yes. uh, be taught anywhere at any time. And That's right. I, I yeah, it's just that hopefully everyone will be have the technology to be able to receive it and be able to uh, do it. But you're right, this is not going away. This is the it's this not. is the new platform. This is the new platform. That's right, and this is the best time to improve your skills. Um, I can't tell you how many webinars I've signed up for free webinars. Um, Troy University is giving a free leadership class, um, a real free leadership class. I mean, and uh, any level can register for it and take it. I mean, there are just so many new opportunities. Um, And I know you were going to talk to me a little bit about, you know, how we're switching the way that we teach. So I would love to tell you a little bit more about that. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have we have about we have about ten minutes. Yeah, go ahead. If you don't mind sharing okay. a little bit with us. Yeah. 
So one of the things that has come out of this is that um, teachers have had to find new ways to engage with students and to present material. And because of that, you know, there's been a little bit of anxiousness around it for, you know, those educators who've been in the classroom for a long time, but even junior people, I consider myself a junior people. It's been, you know, um, let's see, I've been at this university about five years. I was doing maybe about two years at Alabama State University. Uh, go Hornets. Um, but we have had to, <laughs> we have had to improve our technology um, I have learned so many new platforms. Now, it's been difficult, but it's been great because it's taught us new ways to engage with students. Um, we're getting out of our comfort stone, um, zones. Um, a lot of the learning management systems that we already have, like Blackboard, Sakai, Canvas, we're not even touching what those systems are capable of. And because of COVID, you know, I've gone into some special trainings for it this summer, and I'm learning so many more um, techniques and methods to engage with the students. So there are all kinds of things. Uh, one of the ways that we got around having face-to-face -face job interviews this year um, was to do use a platform called Big Interview, where students uh, had virtual reality interviewers, and I picked the question. And they had to answer the questions, send the videos back to me where they are then uh, looked at. We have a pair deck where you can put all kinds of um, questions inside of your PowerPoint. So it's another way to kind of see if they're actually reading the material. Ah, okay. Uh, you can do e yes, e-portfolios now. Um, so rather than just having your students create a resume, because a lot of people are being called in um, – to do interviews by telephone and by video, now you can also just send them a link with all of your um, application documents as well as writing samples or a video resume if you'd like to. So it has caused us to have to get out of our comfort zones. You remember those teachers you went, you know, you may have had in college who um, they used the same textbook, yeah, <laughs> the same yeah. PowerPoint. They yes. did the same, yes, you know, the test yes. was online somewhere for you to steal. Um, yes. Well, they had to learn some new things. So it's been good. Oh, great. See, it's, and see, that's one thing that I have looked at uh, from a positive standpoint in what I call the days of COVID-19. We mm -hmm. have had the opportunity to delve into things that we have never uh, done before, never thought that we would do, learning mm -hmm. things that we didn't even know even existed, uh, having right. an opportunity to, uh, I'm with you, I've done a lot of webinars, I've been on a lot of different, like, I've been invited to be a part of different summits that I probably mm -hmm. would not have been able to be on had it been in person, but because mm -hmm. it's virtual, right. it is it has opened up so many different doors, and I had a posting that I did Oh, a few weeks ago that talked about uh, being uncomfortable. Being uncomfortable mm -hmm. is a way of growing us and developing us. Absolutely. And to that's me, right. that's, that's how you get your biggest growth is when you are put into an uncomfortable situation. So hopefully right. all of us are uncomfortable and not sitting there mm -hmm. in that uncomfortableness 
Hopefully it will prompt us to push forward and do things that we haven't done before, learn something that we've never learned That's before, right. do some things that we've never done before. So so I'm looking at That's right. and I'm and I'm I'm doing a whole lot of new things. I mean from Mm-hmm. Uh, the online platform to uh, I got some other projects that I can't mention right now on the air, but uh, some things that mm-hmm. are coming forth uh, before the end of the year. So you're right. There's a positive side of COVID-19, and hopefully uh, we share some things tonight that will kind of uh, highlight that. So, oh, good. See, so. now you, yeah. And by the way, uh, I'm I'm definitely gonna have to have you back here on the show because I only I have about probably at least three or four other questions that I would love to ask you. Uh, but because of the time, we are going to maybe in about three months, if I can have you back on the show. Any time, any topic, it'll be fun. Okay, perfect. <laughs> see, I just, I, see, I just took myself out of my comfort zone because I was scared. I was scared. See, see that? Cause, <laughs> see, see how I just came right out? See, I love that part. See, And I have to say, when I met when I met you on the phone, guess what? We had what a few weeks ago we talked on the phone yes. and uh, that developed such a good rapport. So yes. uh, we we mesh well together. So I, I appreciate that. <laughs> Absolutely, we're kindred. And you may not yeah. have met me had it not been for COVID, because I don't know how you pick people, but you probably would have picked people you're in physical contact with instead of people you've seen on the internet. A very good point. Good point. So another positive from COVID-19. Thank you, COVID-19, for allowing me to meet Dr. Sonja Cole. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Yes, so thank you. So we- yeah, yeah, this was perfect. Right. Now, now you, I mentioned in your bio that you have, uh, a, was it a textbook that you wrote? Or if you can kind of share a little bit of information about that or any other information okay. uh about yourself, contact information, so forth and so on. Okay. So the best way to reach me would be by email, Sonia Clark. Yes, Clark, Sonia Clark, S-O-N-Y-A-C-L-A-R-K at S-L-C-A-Consulting.com. That's the best way to reach me. The textbook, I did that with a colleague, Jeannie Mays, who is um, a very seasoned educator. She's also really big into um, negotiation and teaching that. Um, The book is called Professionally Ready, and inside of it are a lot of different exercises that uh, teachers can do and also information about networking and uh, resume writing, all the things that a student would need to know. So um, that's out already. Um, You should be able to find that on Amazon. And I'm working on something else, and I think I'm going to get you to uh, help me with this, Lionel. So they have some other things to look look forward to from you. Absolutely, anytime. Anything that I can do to help. Yeah, just just give me a a holler. Yeah, perfect. Absolutely. Well, well, Dr. Cole, thank you so much for being here on the show. I know that I was definitely enlightened by the information you were able to share uh, on our topic of education during the days of COVID-19. Thank you so much for being with us and sharing your expertise and insight tonight. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. It really was. And an honor. Thank you. Okay, you're welcome. Well, that's Um, a wrap, everyone. 
Thank you so much for tuning in to the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show. You can catch my show every Tuesday night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if you haven't touched base with me, you can touch base with me on my website at shipmanconsulting.com, or you can catch me on social media. I am on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. I also have a YouTube channel as well, so I do kind of download some uh, videos that of past speaking engagements, uh, past learning sessions. I have a great series that I call student success videos, especially for uh, high school students. So uh, check that out. And also, don't forget uh, my new book, my finance book that I had published back at the beginning of the year. The book is called Money Responsibly. You can get it on Amazon or you can request an autographed copy on my website at shipmentconsulting.com. Go to the Contact Us page and submit your request, and I will follow up with instructions on how to get an autographed copy in your hands. Now, as we get ready to close out, I want you to remember these words regarding your money and your life. Give cheerfully, spend carefully, and invest wisely. But before we go out, you know I always have to play a little bit of smooth jazz music. This one tonight is called Noodle Soup by the group 480 East. Take care, everyone. Be safe. Remember, wash those hands and do what's necessary to limit the spread of this virus. Take care till next time.